This is Closer to Home, Maine's real estate radio with your host and real estate expert, Jeff Matea of the Matea Group at Keller Williams Realty. Whether buying your first home, your next home, or upgrading your present home, everything you need to know is right here. Now on News Radio 98.5 FM and AM 560 WGAN. Welcome, everyone. Thank you so much for listening. This is Closer to Home, Maine's Real Estate Radio. I'm your host, Jeff Matea of the Matea Group at Keller Williams Realty. To my left, Harrison Smith. Welcome, Harrison. Morning, Jeff. How are you? Fantastic. Fantastic. A little, uh, little chilly out there today. I know. Starting to feel like fall. Whew. Yeah. Well, isn't it fall? I mean, yeah. yes, but it's not, now it's really feeling like it. Right. Okay. Well, now tell us how you really feel. <laughs> uh, it, it's warm in the studio. We're good. We're good here. And um, yeah, what did you do this past week? Uh, this past week, went and saw me, uh, my uh, good friend there, our good friend there, Teddy McKay, over at SimCity Golf again. Awesome. Enjoy getting over there to see him. I, uh, I think I've developed a, a golf fan in my son, so got over there to see him, and um, we, had, we had a blast. It's such a great venue to go and, and have some fun, and, and I was talking to some friends about it. And for those people that might be new to golf or maybe a younger player like my son who's a little bit intimidated by the big golf course and maybe hitting a ball in the woods or having a group behind that's playing right, behind, right up on you, it's a really easy way to do it. You hit a bad shot, doesn't matter. You hit it into a screen, you keep playing. It's a lot of fun. So it's Perfect. a great way to approach the game. Yeah, good way to learn learn, and just, just not stay focused on the, the event at hand, not who's watching and how you, how you play. Exactly. It's Lose just a ball fun. or two, it doesn't happen. Yeah, exactly. It's just fun. So it's just fun. It makes it easy. So good time over there. And, and Teddy runs a great little operation over there. So I enjoy going to see him. How about you? Yeah, just uh, finalizing everything for uh, the Airbnbs. We've got some winter tenants. Uh, we did uh, landscaping around the house because we've closed up the pool now. So mm-hmm. we've got that all uh, squared up and then just getting ready. And we don't winterize anything other than camp up north. Just the houses, just making sure that everything's tightened up and prepare for the winter. We've been being at the ocean, we've got the uh, the breeze, the strong winds at mm-hmm. times. So you got to make sure th- things are put away or at least like tied down. Yep. They might end up uh, a few streets away. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that can totally happen. Right now, the battle in my house is is my son is hanging onto his air conditioner. He doesn't want to get, take out of his window wow. just yet, and he likes it cold. So, so we, we haven't turned the heat up in the Smith households. Or? Not we haven't. We've we've turned it a little bit, but his room is kind of door shut, isolated on its own because he likes his ice box. It was pretty wild. Yeah, I think I ordered uh, oil at four dollars and nine cents a gallon, and it, the next day it was five nineteen. Uh, it's crazy, and this is the time of year we always seem to see those prices increase as we get ready for heating season, but. That it came on quick. I imagine. Yeah, I imagine we talk a, a little bit about that uh, entering the uh, the market. <clears throat> so yeah, this uh, the show state of the market. Tell us more. You know, the concept is has been great. We've heard rave reviews from listeners, and uh, even our agents have said, "Well, it's a great aspect that you tie that in and get a buyer, um, the buyer side yep. philosophy, the the sell side perspective, and then on the lending side." Yeah, and we, we enjoy the show a lot. We get the group together. So you'll hear today from Corey Scott from Annie Mac Mortgage talking about interest rates and where those are going. Uh, everybody's reading the headlines. Rates are going up. They're expecting to continue to go up. We kind of know that story. We'll dive into some of the details with that with uh, Corey. You're going to hear about the market for buyers right now with uh, with Donna Galuzzo from our team. Um, she worked closely with Corey uh, on how to navigate this environment right now for buyers, and it is absolutely changing. And then the flip side of that is you'll hear today from Kat Azimi on the seller side, what sellers are seeing, feeling, hearing, um, what that process looks like, because the market is definitely different now than it was three months ago, six months ago, a year ago. It's a completely different world right now. Yeah, I'd say different is an understatement. It's, yeah. uh, it's definitely that that shift has occurred. We were yep. telling folks about this for, it seems like, a few years. Then COVID hit, and it changed our dynamic. And now it's we, we've entered that market with interest rates rising, 
yeah. definitely that shift. Yeah, the themes. We still have some common themes. We also have some themes that have definitely changed. And for the listeners, as you're as you're going through today's show, if you've got questions or or just want to talk about your situation, you can always reach us two zero seven three three one five five one six. Call or text or email closer to home at portlandradiogroup dot com. We'll be happy to answer your questions or find the people that can. Wonderful, and I believe we have uh, Corey Scott from Annie Mac Mortgage on the phone. Absolutely welcome, Corey. Hey guys, how's it going? Very good. So tell us uh, where are interest rates now. That's the kind of the the buzzword. Yeah, rates are um, every day is different right right now. But uh, currently, the last time I checked, it, they're around hovering around a little over seven percent for the national average for market, uh, mortgage rates across the country. Wow. Um, yeah, it's a little over there. It's been in the, it's been in the spot of like the high sixes, low sevens for probably the last two or three weeks or so, kind of back and forth depending on the day. And that's your standard conventional loan. Is it different for FHA? Yeah, that's, RD? Like an, that's an aggregate across yep. the country of just all all the mortgages that are out there that gotcha. are getting closed. Gotcha. So. Okay. Yeah. So interest rates have obviously risen since our last show. The last time we talked to you, um, the Fed made that big move. Did that change things as well? I mean, the sentiment around there is just we talk about interest rates being higher. Uh, can you tell us more, like what what the thought is? Are they going to go up? Yeah, I mean, the Fed the Fed has to do something to stop inflation. Like the that's the biggest problem in the country right now is the inflation aspect, right? And the Fed's only way to do this is to continue to increase the Fed rate until things slow down, right? They have to kind of stop the the demand for things currently. Um, and like the, the Fed rate doesn't def, doesn't exactly uh, correlate to mortgage rates. Sure. It's an overall scene of the the, the economy, right? How it's going. So uh, I would not be surprised if they continue to go up a little bit. But I mean, who knows? This, uh, we get something happening in Europe or whatever that can impact our market here as well. That uh, could come out of nowhere. Yeah, no, that's a great point, Corey. We we talk to a lot of folks right now that are monitoring what the Fed does, monitoring the ten year Treasury, whatever they can find as a benchmark. Um, as an indicator of rates. But as you mentioned, they don't necessarily go hand in hand. Can you talk a little bit about what are the factors right now that are that are driving mortgage rates? And why is it that when the Fed makes a big move, rates don't necessarily follow? Yeah. So, I mean, the, the couple of things that are impacting the, the mortgage rate of the mortgage industry is a lot of the, um, the economics happening overseas. Uh, our rates are tied to, uh, they look at the overall healthiness of the the world economy, right? Since they were trading bonds, et cetera, in, in different markets, that's a big aspect that goes into the mortgage uh, industry here. So we get something happen like the the Ukraine Russia war, right? That came out of nowhere, and that's had a big impact on supply chain, which is directly impacting the mortgage rates. It's the the total uh, economic picture. The big aspect is to what we look at. Um, the Fed rate is really day to day lending or bank to bank lending. So that's overnight lending. So like equity lines, car loans, things like that is like you, when the Fed increases the rate, those rates pretty much automatically go up. You're listening to so. Closer to Home, Maine's Real Estate Radio on News Radio 98.5 FM and AM 560 WGAN. So in this changing environment, what um what are those conversations like with, with potential borrowers and buyers right now? Like what how are you preparing them? What are the questions they've got? Um, and what does that conversation look like? Yeah, so I mean, the, uh, a question we're getting right now is like, just about rates, obviously. That's the the core of our of our conversations. Um, budget, like we've talked about on our last couple of shows as well, that's super important right now too. There's a lot of our clients that were shopping six months ago on rates that were three and a quarter or three and a half, right? This is a totally different picture than that those current those financials at that point. So we're really estimating top budget, going over what we're predicting when rates to come back down. Um, I was at a meeting this last week uh, with our CEO, who's like a really smart financial guy, and he was predicting. Q3, Q4 next year is when the rates are going to start to come back down to the the level under where things will happen again in the low fives to fours again. That's what the um, the really smart people are predicting. Um, 
one stat I thought that was interesting too that I kind of I lost track of I guess is that 85% of all mortgages in the country right now are under 5%. Wow, that's interesting. It's a crazy number. Yeah, that is. And and one of the points you made there, you know, there's a sense that the rates are going to come back down as we go into next year. Is there some indicator in the in the kind of grander marketplace that's giving that indication, or is that just something that everybody feels has to happen because of where rates are trending? It just has to happen. Um, I think there there are the troughs and whatever they uh, they track on the on the financial side. It's way above my pay grade, right? But um, listening to everyone that's been studying this for years, that this is very cyclical, and we're hitting into that cycle of like where things will come back down. And as inflation comes down, rates are going to come down as well, right? So the inflation will have to will have to be stopped. So the Fed's doing what they have to to stop that demand currently, and then everything will start to slow back down. And rates will come back down as well. Gotcha. Makes perfect sense. So uh, we know living where we do here at Greater Portland's, uh, a lot of second home buyers. Uh, where are those folks? Are they still out there? Are there second home purchases happening? They are. Um, I mean, we're still seeing them come through. I think a big thing, like during during COVID, we're doing a lot of second homes, right? Everyone's kind of working remote and wanted the spot on uh, Lake House or, or, or Mountain or whatever. The, that's stopping, especially since cost of living has gone up so much, right? With inflation, everything costs more. A lot of the discretionary spending we were seeing before on getting the second property or the ski house, that is slowing down. Like we're seeing less and less of them come through. They're still coming through, but it's not like we were seeing in the last 12, 24 months. So where's that rate for that second home buyer compared to that 7, 7% average you mentioned? It really depends. Um, a lot of the second home buyers are going to be putting down more money um, as a larger down payment. It's a higher risk based on the way Fannie Mae and Freddie Mac are trading right now. They're probably looking somewhere in the the mid sevens if I had to guess based on a good scenario, good credit score, somewhere in that ballpark. Yeah, I won't hold you to it. <laughs> yeah, and it changes every day. Like it could be absolutely it yeah. later today, honestly. Yeah, and, and real quick, Corey, before we have to wrap up here on this first segment, is um, obviously we know inflation's a problem. We know the Fed's got to do something about it. Is there a sense in the industry that that real estate's going to kind of take a hit here for a little while for the greater good of the overall economy? Uh, and is that why rates end up coming back down, or or do we think that this may be a fight we fight for a lot longer? I think it's going to be a fight we fight for a lot longer. I think there are some pockets in the country um, that are going to be hit harder than others with like the depreciation factor, like Austin, Texas, right, was a huge hotspot over the last 24 months. There are spots in Georgia and Florida as well that, are, that had exponential growth compared to what they're typically used to. I think those areas are going to uh, slow down much faster. I feel like Portland area, honestly, like it's it, – I don't foresee that dropping. Maybe it slows, but it's not going to start to depreciate. So are you still seeing... What's up? Sorry to cut you off there. Are you still seeing investors at the market, or were they coming back in to bottom feed a little? I think they're coming back in. I think one thing they're keeping an eye on, too, is like as rates have gone up and as people are... um, Cost of living has gone up, you're going to start seeing more foreclosures come back through again. We're already seeing stats of we're at a a high uh, back to pre-COVID foreclosures that are coming through or pre-foreclosures. So I think a lot of investors are getting ready for that when they start to hit the market again. Awesome. Well, we're uh, bumping up against the break here. On our next segment, we'll bring in Donna Galuzzo to talk about buyers. We'll bring back Corey later on. You're listening to Closer to Home, Maine's Real Estate Radio. We'll be right back. Missed an episode of Closer to Home, Maine's Real Estate Radio? Visit WGAN.com for our past and future episodes. Here's your host and real estate expert, Jeff Matea, on News Radio 98.5 FM and AM 560, WGAN. 
Welcome back, everyone. Thank you so much for listening. Happy Sunday. You're listening to Closer to Home Maine's Real Estate Radio. Jeff Matea here with Harrison Smith, your host and co-host of from Keller Williams Realty and Interior. Yeah, we had a great first segment talking with Corey Scott about interest rates, where that market's at. If you missed any of that conversation, any of our past episodes, you can always find them on WGAN.com in the podcast section or download them anywhere you listen to podcasts. Uh, we're really excited to bring Donna Gluzo back on the show to talk about the markets for buyers. So with that, welcome, Donna. Hey, guys. Always hey. great to be here. Thanks for having me back again. Great always to have you. Our time. pleasure. Thank you. So what are you seeing and feeling in the market right now as, as it pertains to buyers and their mindset perspective? Oh, it's been, we were just talking before we went on air. It's been a really interesting time. And a lot of what I'm going to talk about is feeling, and it's a very anecdotal. But I would say things have changed quite a bit, and they're changing. It feels like they're changing weekly at this point. Certainly, a couple of basics. Buyers are still buying. Everybody's aware of the fact that rates have gone up. I'm not sure everyone is keeping as on top of the rate increases as they should be. That's something I'll talk about. So um, buyers are still out there. We're still seeing uh, low inventory, in, in my opinion. We're still seeing, we talked about this last time, quality of homes on inventory. Uh, it's still kind of a struggle, I would say, and certainly everybody reacting to that. I still feel like in most pockets, especially in southern Maine, prices are maintaining, list prices are maintaining fairly high. But again, and this is this is consistent with what we've been saying the last couple of weeks, the the escalations not as not as tremendous as they were certainly last year or even six months ago, and the amount of competition not not quite as intense as it was. Although I do see pockets of that coming back as well, which is also interesting. Mm, very. Yeah. So some common concerns or expectations that are different than it it was thirty, sixty, ninety days ago for buyers. Yeah, I mean, I think um, certainly the biggest concern has got to be interest rates. No doubt about it. And I've been encouraging my folks, and I think this is a a point in time, if you're a buyer, where you should be checking in with your lender very regularly. you got to have, first of all, you've got to have a realtor with a great mortgage calculator at their disposal. You've (laughs) got to have a great mortgage calculator at your disposal. These are terrific tools that, that every wonderful lender can provide. And you definitely need to be checking in with your lender all the time now because rates are changing so quickly. I think people are still living a rate from two weeks ago, and that could be very different from where we are today. So, so are you seeing the buyer double-checking that? Like, hey, I know my my payment was X, my local lender quoted, and now the rates change. What's my payment? Or are you going back and running scenarios or having you know, that calculator out or having them call the lender to just get a check-in on the payment? Yeah, so I, people are not checking as often as they should, and I'm trying to run scenarios. So when we're at property, if we leave a showing or an open house and there's great interest, I'll start running scenarios with what I know to be the most recent rate, but I'm also encouraging my folks to go back to their lender. If they're working with the Corey Scott team, for example, go back to the lender, not only find out what the rate is, but get that estimate of monthly payment that is so important right now. If someone has to pay PMI, taxes, so things that are really coming back into play on the mortgage calculator, taxes, um, that's a huge one if you're up against your buying power where the rate is week to week, and what you're paying for PMI. Those are some really big factors that are game changers now. Yeah, absolutely. And along those same lines, Donna, you've been very consistent all along that the the household budget has to get taken into account here. We've got to look at what, what commuting costs might look like, what heating costs, what maintenance, all that stuff looks like. Are you Are those conversations still very front and center when you're working with buyers? Very much so. I think people are 
certainly more aware of the other factors in the household budget. And because it's becoming wintertime again soon, because we're well into fall, uh, I keep reminding folks, hey, it's it's feeling colder out in the morning, right, when we get up? And what does that remind you of? Oh, heat <laughs> and sure. heating cost. So that's a conversation that I'm having with people regularly and just thinking about household budget because it's a, it's a huge impact depending on how old the house is, how well insulated it is. We're also trying to find that on the property disclosure, how much did people spend the previous year for heating oil or propane? Yeah. And are you finding that might actually change the search criteria a little bit? Maybe somebody who was interested in an older home may look for something newer, maybe maybe in a different market closer to work. Is that actually influencing that buying decision? That's a great question. It is. I have a lot of people talking about wanting newer homes. And even though we talk a lot about what's happening with taxes on a newer home, because obviously you're going to be paying your top dollar in sure. taxes. So that varies a bit from town to town. But when people are looking at buying new homes, it sounds to me like right now the buyer's saying, okay, if I'm going to if I'm gonna spend good money on something, then maybe I really want to look at something that's much more energy efficient, that is actually going to save me in the long run because of that energy efficiency. The other thing I think people are hanging their hats on is, okay, maybe at some point I'm going to be able to refi. Mm, that's great. Okay. And, you know, that's a, that's a conversation we're having. So is this a long-term hold for you? If it is, then maybe it makes sense to go in at this rate and make improvements to the home, watch the market and do a refi. Or maybe it makes sense to bow out of the deal because you're not sure you might not have to sell in a couple of years. And we don't know where the market's going to be in the short term. You're listening to Closer to Home, Maine's Real Estate Radio on News Radio 98.5 FM and AM 560 WGAN. That's a really funny point, Donna. We've we've talked many times on the show, and I'm sure people are tired of hearing it, the whole idea of what Corey says, which is marry the house and date the rate. Um, are you actually finding people are still willing to stretch a little bit to get the house now banking on the refinance, figuring maybe a little short-term pain is worth the long-term gain of getting into the right house? Or is that just a bonus if they can refi later? I think that's a bonus if they can refi later. I think what this market is teaching us, especially for... Uh, more novice or first-time buyers is, and this is a point I've been able to drive home, the rate makes such a huge difference as opposed to, for example, what you're putting on for a down payment. And so we Mm. hear that a lot, especially with new or novice buyers, and they're saying, oh, I can just increase my down payment. Yes, you can, but that's really going to have very little impact on your actual month-to-month mortgage. And so that's a really important point to drive home, and I really want people to understand that so they can figure out how best to use their cash. Because I really think still best use of cash right now is in making improvements to the home and trying to put as little money down as possible, whether you're intending to refi or not. It's really interesting that you brought up the the mindset of now that it's cooler, people are thinking how to, how to heat this home. How, is it, how are the windows? How's the roof? How's the insulation? Are you seeing offers made such that requesting people to repair replace windows or make it more energy efficient? I think we're just about to start returning to a point in time where we can start asking for more seller concessions. We're starting to see that come back into play in the market. I will say this, I've done more inspections for folks going under contract in the last couple of weeks than I've done certainly in the last couple of months. So that's an interesting sign right there. I also think like one of the single most important things buyers can do right now is to act quickly because what we're what we're seeing is that there aren't offer deadlines right now sure. for the most part. So that's a big shift that we're also seeing on the buyer side. Everything had an offer deadline and now things are going on market. It's like review offers as they come in. 
Maybe the agent will institute an offer deadline if it's very, very big activity, very big interest. But I think with that being an unknown, I keep trying to tell my folks, let's act quickly, make quick decisions. It's a tough market for people who aren't quick decision makers. Sure. So as the resident buyer agent guru of the Matea Group, what are you seeing as uh, tips and tricks to get your offers accepted? Because you've been winning a lot of offers. We, we've we been fortunate. I, I um, Definitely, I think we've got a good track record with my buyers. Again, it's if we're going to include inspections, kind of wording our uh, other conditions or terms are always important. So going into an offer, if you're asking for inspections, just being thoughtful about how we think about concessions, about what we're asking for. We're really trying to focus, of course, on uh, safety issues in the home, that kind of thing. Trying to just make people aware. One thing I still love to do is when we're doing a showing, just make people aware of what the potential big ticket items are in the house and being having that in mind when we structure the offer. That makes such a big difference. It prepares people mentally and emotionally for What's my stretch point? What's the highest I can offer for this house? What's my cash and how I can use it? And um, and just again, I always say terms matter. So working with your agent to create the best possible terms, I think that's how we're winning offers. Quick close, still, still a desirable thing. Um, again, being creative in terms of how you write inspection concessions and that type of thing. So real quick before we go to break here, Donna, are you finding that the showing process itself has changed? It used to be kind of, does this work for you? Okay, let's write an offer to now you can actually be spend more time in there and really get them familiar with the systems and features of the home? Yeah, I would say so. I, I think definitely starting to see that shift. Um, I also wanted to touch back on, you guys were talking about second home purchasing and investor purchases, and I, I do work with a lot of second home buyers, investors. That is really slowed, by the way, and part of that is because we're asking people to do the math with the interest rates where they are. Makes sense. And they're saying it's not worth it. Fantastic, Donna. We've got to head to break. When we come back, we'll have Kat Azimi with the market perspective from the seller side. You're listening to Closer to Home, Maine's Real Estate Radio. We'll be right back. This is Closer to Home, Maine's Real Estate Radio. Whether buying your first home, your next home, or upgrading your present home, Everything you need to know is right here with Jeff Matea of the Matea Group at Keller Williams Realty and his weekly guest experts. Welcome back, everyone. Thank you so much for listening. Hey, Lenny Kravitz bringing us into the uh, third segment. I know. Good entrance. And it's, uh, it's a still a seller's market, I think, in, in my honest opinion. I mean, with inventory down. I think we're still in a sellish market. It, some it areas. It is. It's definitely shifting, but it still feels like it's, it's still to the seller's advantage. But for those listening today, if you've got questions about your situation or anything we've talked about, you can always reach us, uh, 207-331-5516, or email us at closer to home at portlandradiogroup.com. So joining us in studio, Kat Azimi from the listing division of Keller Williams Realty, the Matea Group, talking about the state of the market for sellers. Welcome, Kat. Hi, Jeff. Hi, Harrison. Thanks for having me. Great to have you back. Thank you. So how are we feeling as far as if I'm a seller, how should I be uh, seeing this market feeling today? What's your perspective meeting with all those fantastic sellers? Yeah, I sat here for a second and thought about like, what's the first word that comes to my mind? And the word is definitely urgency. Uh, Everybody I'm talking to right now is saying, well, we've got a couple of things coming up, right? We've got an election coming up. We've got winter. uh, We have rising interest rates. And so sellers that I'm talking to are saying, let's get my house on the market as soon as possible. 
and let's get into a scenario where hopefully this just happens really clean, really smooth, um, because the last thing we want is to be on the market in December or January. So where are you feeling seeing houses every day going into sellers and listings? Where's inventory at in comparison to the last time we talked? I'd, I'd like to say inventory is increasing and maybe it is in certain areas, but honestly, it's still it's still pretty low. Um, I think uh, Donna really hit it on the head is that like quality inventory is definitely still low. You're starting to see maybe more properties come on the market. Um, and yet some things are driving that, I think, like rising costs of living. Um, we're seeing more foreclosures. We're seeing like COVID forbearances coming to an end, meaning that people are having to list their property because they just can't afford to make the payment that they need to make. Um, so you're going to see some properties come on the market with a little bit more deferred maintenance uh, or issues that, you know, it's more of a need to sell in that scenario. Um, but really the quality properties that are coming on the market that are more of like a, I'm moving up, I'm moving down, I'm moving out of state are still pretty low. And so that really great inventory is still is still really low. So are you finding where sellers maybe are coming, are feeling a little bit more, I wouldn't say desperate, but they're more urgent to make a move here because of the timing of things. Are you finding that their their expectations around price are different because of that? I, I, I'm happy to report that I think sellers are becoming a little bit more aware of what's happening. So it's been a little bit easier in the last couple of weeks to have conversations with sellers about price where they're saying like, I think we need to price this right, right away. I really don't want to chase the market. I don't want to be in a scenario where we're just sitting and then people want to lowball. The conversation I'm having every day is that still in this market, there is there is enough uh, demand that if we happen to price a little bit too low, we're going to know that. Because just like Donna said, I mean, some properties are going to be, some areas, some spots are going to be a little bit slower, but in the right markets and with the right property, you're still seeing multiple offers. You're still seeing a lot of interest on them. So it's kind of it's still kind of hard to get the price wrong on the low side because if you do, then there'll be a lot of buyers there and they will still make great offers. You'll still have a smooth, smooth experience that way. So say I'm a seller in this market. I'm thinking about putting my home on. Is this the right time? What do I need to do to successfully sell it? And then different question, sell and I need to buy. Hmm. Can that still happen? Yes. Yes, it's yes. So is it the right time? Yes, now is the right time. <laughs> it's always a great time to sell do real it, estate. Do it, do it now. <laughs> um, but yes, absolutely. I think it's the right time. I think it, it, the one thing I would say, slow down a little bit, is because of the quality of of houses on the market is more so than three, you know, three months ago, six months ago. You probably want to take a beat to make sure that the property really is in great condition. Whereas six months ago, it was like, get on the market and let the buyer deal with some of these smaller items. Now it's like, let's clean it up a little bit more than we maybe would have had to, uh, just to make it stand out a little bit more and um, have a smoother process through inspections. So in that sense, I'd say, like, take the time to get the right things done, but then get it on the market as soon as possible. Um, because obviously things get a little bit hard harder when winter comes. Um and a lot of people have a goal of getting the house sold by the end of the year, whether that's for tax purposes or whatever. So if you're going to hit anything, um, you want to get on the market sooner rather than later. Yeah, that's good. You brought up the point of what, getting those right things done and making sure the house is ready. What is an example of some of those right things? What are the things right now that when buyers see, they immediately start to wonder what's going on with the property? 
Well, make sure that the regular maintenance is caught up. If you happen to miss a year with the heating system, well, then get the heating system service before we go on the market so that the disclosure can just say that it was just done. And obviously, they gave it a clean bill of health um, or get the septic pumped, um, things like that that need to get that are kind of easy to do. And they're like a couple hundred dollars each. Just check a bunch of boxes and show that you've taken care of the home. Um, those are really important. And then I'll say the same thing I said last time is really those blaring items that you're going to see right when you pull up. So like I said, like trim that, that doesn't look so good. Mm. Things that just show that you've kind of been letting things go for a little while. If you can clean those things up. I think that's a great, a great place to start. Yeah. Cause sometimes that first impression sets the tone for the, exactly. for how they perceive the entire property. If they walk in and the door is a little bit beaten up or paint is chipping, that kind of yeah. it's, sets the tone for the whole rest of the walkthrough. It definitely does. Yep. You're listening to Closer to Home, Maine's Real Estate Radio, News Radio 98.5 FM and AM 560 WGAN. So with the sellers right now, a little bit more urgent to make a move, um, how is that impacting the flip side of them talking to you about having to buy or if they're staying in the area? How does that affect their whole relocation plan? The great news is that because things have slowed down a little bit across the entire process is that there's a better chance right now of being able to go and find another home and write an offer contingent upon the sale of your home. Um, it has not slowed down enough that that's easy, I would say. So we still want to do the right thing. Like if I'm talking to a seller and they want to do that, then we have to get all of our ducks in a row. So have the listing agreement signed, have the photos taken, have the property be show ready, and even put it on the market and then go look for the home that you want to buy and have them happen concurrently. You can be a little bit more confident that that's something that might happen for you. Um and then, of course, we have sellers who are just not willing to do that. They're saying, I need to find a place to go, you know, in order to put my house on the market. And then it's either, like I said, having that entire toolbox ready so that we can hit go when the time comes or connecting them with the Corey Scott team and doing that whole buy now, sell later program, which allows them to go write an offer non-contingent and then put their house on the market later. So we know uh, I have the opportunity to sit just up down the hall from both of you and see you every week. What would you say, I mean, some of these tips and tricks that you offer folks to make sure that it's less stressful? We know buying and selling real estate can, it's one of the most stressful things in someone's life and big financial um, piece. So what are you doing to successfully make sure people are, it's, it's toned down, they're not stressing out? Great question. Uh, I think more than now than ever, it's so important to set great expectations with the people that we're working with. So explaining to them, like, what is happening in the market how this might look different when we get offers than, it w- than they might be thinking about because maybe they've only been hearing from people in the last six months who are expecting a certain thing. Um, but I think one of the most important things I can do as a seller agent right now is help people evaluate offers and choose the right one. Um, you really right now are looking to get under contract one time. That's where the terms come in. Like you brought that up, Donna, that the terms are so important. And they're almost more important than price if those two things are. If you have a small difference on price, I'd say it's important to know that we're going to get through financing, that we're going to get through inspections that first time. Because if three weeks pass, that's a big that's a big change in the market. So you mentioned deals falling through. Are, are you seeing some fall through and are they coming back under contract? Yeah. I mean, usually we get them back under contract. But yes, more deals are falling through than ever. I mean, if anything, I mean, not than ever, but... I guess then you've seen in the last year or two, right? People aren't. Makes sense. A year to two ago, a buyer would do anything to close because they didn't know if they'd find another home. But now they are thinking, well, I could do this again, or my interest rate has risen, or 
the inspections are scaring me, so I'll just I'll just back out. So. We're bumping up against the break here real quickly. When we're back in our final segment, we'll have Kat, Donna, and Corey back with us. You're listening to Closer to Home, Maine's Real Estate Radio. Welcome back to Closer to Home, Maine's Real Estate Radio, with your host and real estate expert, Jeff Matea, on News Radio 98.5 FM and AM 560 WGAN. Welcome back, everyone. You're listening to Close to Home Means Real Estate Radio, and we're in our final segment to recap the show, the state of the market. Harrison, take it away. Yeah, and we, we, we don't give Danny enough credit for the great music he brings us back into. So right. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but, uh, but great conversation today with Corey, uh, Kat, and Donna talking about the state of the market, what's going on, what we're feeling. Um, and I want to talk about kind of the elephant in the room with this group because we're seeing a lot of national headlines. And I, a couple of shows ago, I kind of I ranted a little bit about the media, the way they're portraying what's going on in the marketplace. But we're reading a lot of headlines nationally and even some locally saying the market is it's cooling off, like the market's definitely slowing down, things are changing um, but we're also seeing a lot of headlines that, that are talking about your crash is coming and the market is cratering. And I want to bring it out to the group. Maybe we'll start with you here, Kat. Do you do you agree with that? Are those headlines accurate? It's funny because I have, um, I've got a friend, I used to live in San Diego. So I have a friend I talked to there. He's actually thinking of moving to Maine. And every week he's like, what's going on with the prices there? Over here in San Diego, they're plummeting. And I don't see any changes happening over there. I don't see that many price reductions. And that, And it's just, it's true, right? Is that there are certain markets across the country that, are we're very very overinflated and they're higher price points in general and so they're getting hit really hard by interest rates improvements um or changes and i don't think that that's happening as much locally like we still have so we still have such a lack of inventory for like your first time home buyers and even sort of like that median of the 300 to 600 price point that it's very hard for those prices to get hit the same way that it has elsewhere um so i just that is sort of like a big a big thing to keep in mind is that you have buyers just listening to the news and getting terrified. Mm-hmm. And then it does impact people because they're scared, but it's not necessarily the truth. Yeah, that's fair. How about you, Donnie? How do you feel? Yeah, I mean, I would certainly agree with Kat. I think a lot of the buyers are asking me, like, when is this, when are the prices going to cut and slash? When, you know, when is that going to happen? That's, a, that's an often asked question. And I'm saying, I don't know if they're going to, there's not going to be some great market sale. I don't think, at least not in the greater Portland area. And so I think if people are waiting for that, they're doing themselves a disservice, like we keep saying. Act now. Act quickly. Don't count on that. Don't wait on that. You have to make the best overall decision for yourself right now. And that that's absolutely true. And I think people are also, they're listening to outside forces. They're listening to, I, I say this, I think, every time we meet, it's not your mother and father's real estate market. Mm. So if you're if you're talking to someone who's transacted 20 years ago or even 10 years ago, it's not the same market. Therefore, and the conditions are unprecedented. And I, probably every generation says that, but it is true. We're in a really strange time. And I think you've just got to be able to roll with it. And don't expect that there's going to be some great fire sale on real mm-hmm. estate in the greater Portland area of southern Maine, because we're not seeing that. And I think, again, just make the best decision for yourself at this moment in time. If you're going to hold out for that great decrease, you may lose a really decent property with good bones. Don't take that chance. Yeah, no. And and want to get Corey's opinion on this too, because, you know, Corey's actually seeing multiple states with the loans they're writing and the programs they're offering. So Corey, what are you seeing when it comes to those sorts of headlines? How do you feel? Yeah, um, totally. So I, I think that the big thing that's, I don't think we're going to have a crash in the, in the 
uh, real estate industry. I think the one thing that is going to have to flip though for that to happen or to get inventory back moving again is like we need more supply. Like that's like right now there's 550,000 houses for sale across the country. A healthy number is around 900,000 to a million in a healthy market. So we're like half of where we need to be to have inventory moving, right? And I think the second part to that that we're seeing in like the Portland area too, especially a lot of clients coming to us. They own a home already looking to um, upsize or downsize, but then they're they're retaining their property as a rental. Oh, yeah. Right? So they're actually right. putting their house in the market. Yeah, good like point. That, his, historically, that's like not a thing. You'd sell your house, buy a new one, remove equity into the new property. We're seeing so many clients kind of starting their portfolio by doing this instead, which is impacting the overall inventory as well, big time. So you had mentioned the interest rates rising. They're likely to come back down. So this is more of a temporary, the market slowdown, not not a permanent situation. This isn't going to carry on for yeah. years. It's 18 months. <laughs> What I'm seeing, like what I'm hearing out there, and uh, people that this is what they do for their living, right? They're predicting Q3, Q4 next year back to where rates are back in the healthy number again. To see any sort of rate movement or market movement for housing, you have to be that back to the mid fours or so is where people will start to sell again mm-hmm. and feel comfortable. But like I said earlier, the 80, what is it? 85% of people have a rate under 5% right now. Mm-hmm. Wow. So it's not as appealing for someone to sell their property at a 3% rate to go to get a 7% rate. Yeah, no, that makes a lot of sense. Yeah, it's just mindset. Yeah, so an- another question I want to take around to the group too is, um, there's, a, there's a sense that the market at some point had to slow down. Like we couldn't live like we lived for the last two or three years any longer. Um, how, do you, how do you feel, Corey? Do you agree or disagree with the statement that r- really this market at some point had to slow down? We had to get it back into something more normal. Absolutely. I mean, um, the, the way you look at it, we did five years worth of business in two years based wow. on historical numbers in the mortgage industry. Um, and that's across the country. I'm not being specific. That's just the, the industry. And then uh, there's only, that can only go on for so long, right? So now we're kind of, we're going to see a little bit of a slowdown, obviously, to get back to our normal natural market, which really feels back to 2019 is where that number was. Like that's a healthy two, what is it? $2 trillion in loans last year, last year's at $4 trillion is what they're trending towards. That's incredible. That so is getting amazing. back to the healthy market again. Yeah, no. How about uh, how about you, Donna? How do you feel about that statement? I, I agree. I mean, I think we've said again, historically on the show, things are cycling faster than they ever have before. So I've said many times, I think the hindsight's easy, but I think there were major overcorrections in response to COVID. Now I'm kind of, to, in my opinion, overcorrections trying to correct what, what happened during the COVID times. And there's no doubt um, that we needed to see a, a shift and a correction. And But also... As Corey said before, the major driver of that and the thing that I think we all keep waiting for is more inventory to show up. Mm-hmm. I mean, that is what's really going to have a significant impact on this market. And I think also people need to think about who's buying right now? What is, what's your buyer looking for? Mm-hmm. Who's, who's in desperate need of housing? Because you can't forget about buyers and sellers also need to keep really close track of what's happening in the rental market. Mm-hmm. What They need to keep track of all sides of real estate because I think you know, what's happening in construction, what's happening with construction pricing, what's happening with supply chain, what's happening in the rental market. All those things are going to have major impacts. And if we're building new housing, but if we're building new affordable housing, well, that isn't helping that middle class of person out there shopping for a house. So I think these are all just factors that are weighing in. I'm not judging anyone more important or more urgent than the other, but I think just being aware of all those things is really important for the buyer and the seller. Yeah, that's that's an excellent point. That's a great perspective is that, you know, there's always someone in need and it's that segment that we have to 
cater to and they'll it'll it'll switch off and on from time to time and it's it's really that inventory you say that's that's going to drive us through and get get us further out of this market and i'd be curious to ask cat but i guess my perspective from the buyer side is i think this is um i kind of jokingly say this is a very main like attitude i think sellers are thinking i'm not going to take a low ball offer mm-hmm. i'm probably going to take it off market rather than take a low ball offer yeah, you do right. see people kind of sticking to their guns too, mm-hmm. right? They If they see that the prices are not actually dropping, that it just takes some time. Uh, I do definitely see some sellers who are willing to kind of just stick it out and say, mm-hmm. I know I'll get this eventually. I just need to find the right person. Um, and or, like you said, take it off the market. We can do this again in the spring. We can do this a little bit later. Yeah, that's. Sure. I feel like I'm seeing that for sure on the buyer side. Like, oh, can I make a real lowball offer? I'm like, well, we don't really. want to insult anybody. And yeah, <laughs> where's their motivation? They may not have the motivation to sell right now. Yeah, so, exactly. Yeah. You're listening to Closer to Home Maine's Real Estate Radio on News Radio 98.5 FM and AM 560 WGAN. So, Kat, you were saying someone could take it off the market. They could rent it. Mm-hmm. Maybe they refinance depending on their situation, but there's plenty of short-term rentals that are needed yeah, to I, Donna's point. Exactly. Like Donna said, I mean, th- and and also what Corey said is 100% true is that the rental market is still going very, very strong. So sellers don't have to sell. Can't tell you how many times I hear that one. I don't have to sell, right? Yeah. Um, if I can, if the prices match, if the things, if everything lines up, I'd love to do it, but I don't necessarily have to. Um, and and yeah, to you guys' point, this did have to happen at some point. Like like as as a seller's agent, it's been a dream world for yeah. <laughs> three three to four years in a way. But there's pros and cons to everything, and and even sellers probably feel like this had to happen because I don't know what percentage of people that sell need to buy. So it, I mean jokingly was a dream world but it wasn't really it was there's always some difficulty so this is much more of a balanced market that gives people that chance to to make the moves that they need to make and Corey mentioned going back to real estate in 2019 and I got my real estate license in 2019 and then we were saying it was the hottest market right. that ever was so going back to 2019 <laughs> yeah. isn't actually that bad <laughs> yeah no all right we got, we got a couple minutes left we want to ask one more question for the group and go around one more time um, what is the best piece of advice you can give somebody right to right now that is looking at getting into the market, buyer or seller? Start, just, why don't you start, Kathy? I guess just get your information and, and then get going, right? It's just don't take too much time. Call somebody. Call call Donna if you're looking to buy. Call me. Just call our, call our company. Um, call a great agent that you trust and get the information that you need to move forward and just don't waste time. Great. How, How about, about you, Donna? Donna? Absolutely. Get pre-approved. Work with a qualified lender. Work with a qualified and experienced realtor. And really keep an eye, if you're buying, keep an eye on all the factors that are affecting market and interest rates and be constantly checking and rechecking your budget and your buying power. And how about Corey? What's your take on that, buyer or seller or both? Uh, I'm going to echo you, echo everything you guys said. I mean, you have to plan for the budget. You have got to be able to know your numbers right now. Like more, I mean, we talked about this, what, two months ago, right? And I feel like it's even more important now than it was before. Just with the the volatility and the rates right now, like you have got to know your comfort levels and your budgets, and it's a big commitment, right? And just planning ahead, right? Sitting down and asking those questions, calling Cat, Donna, or Corey, just getting the ball rolling. Even if you're not ready in the next thirty days, maybe it's you're ninety to six months out. You you want to just get plans, you know, planning, and have that budget ready. How do I need to get my house prepared? I'm looking to buy as well. Where do I want to be? What can I afford? What's that monthly payment? And take it from there. Yeah. And as we're starting to wrap up today, if, if you have questions about today's show, uh, you want to talk to somebody about your particular situation, you can always reach us 207-331-5516 or close at home at portlandradiogroup.com. 
And if you missed the conversation, you can always find it at WGAN.com in the podcast section, or you can download it anywhere you listen to podcasts. Another great show. I, I love getting the perspective because I learn something new every time from talking to Donna, Kat, and Corey. And just getting that feel because they're boots on the ground with each client of ours. We know how they're feeling, what they're seeing, and every situation is different, right? Yeah, and a really great point Donna brought up that we really haven't talked about a lot was getting a perspective on housing as, a, as, an, as an industry. We get very focused on buying and selling. We've got Tim Mitchell focused on the renting, the short-term renting. We talk a lot about investing, but we don't really talk about the housing need and industry as a whole. And you really have to take into account all those factors. If I don't buy or sell, what are my options if I rent? If I do, if I do sell, you know, what, is my, what are my options to buy? If I can't buy, you need to understand what all those options might be. Um, and you got to look at the whole thing in aggregate. And to not overwhelm folks, they should just meet with Kat, Donna, or Corey to just get that ball rolling and learn what their options are. Exactly. Discuss your situation and your options with, a, with an expert. Another fantastic show. Thank you so much, everyone, for listening. Have a great weekend. Sell your home the easy way. Just remember Jeff, M-A-T-E-J-A. That's the Mattia Group. And call them.